0: I'm so glad you've landed on my podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Gribble, and I'm here to help you, a school storyteller, find the best ways to celebrate your students and staff on social media. Let's dive in. Hey, 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 welcome back. It's another Monday, and that means another episode of Mastering Social Media for Schools podcast with me, Andrea. I'm a little nasally right now, um, but it's all good because it's just fighting a little sinus infection, you know, got to love that. Uh, But I'm so, so glad you're here. You guys, today you're going to meet Sarah Fuller. Sarah Fuller is the business teacher and librarian out of Superior Public Schools in Nebraska. And uh, she's got an amazing story to tell in regards to her program using students to help celebrate the school. She's going to be talking about how she selects students to help, how she trains them, what exactly they're responsible for, many different ideas for Instagram features and stories and IGTV. And oh my gosh, you're going to get so many ideas. If you don't have a student pro, uh, student intern program or student contributors yet, maybe this is the episode that's finally going to convince you. Because it's going to make your job easier, so I am um, excited for you to lean in and learn. Uh, remember, the show notes has a lot of examples that we're gonna uh, Sarah's going to be talking about. Um, I've linked them up all for you. And by the way. Are you signed up for my newsletter? You better be. Um, There's a little pop-up that comes up right when you go to my website, socialschoolforedu.com. That's the number four. So socialschoolforedu.com. So many goodies waiting there for you. But if you have not signed up for my newsletter, there's a pop-up there. Sign up for the newsletter. There's also a link in the show notes. Um, I come at you every other week uh, with great tips and tricks and strategies that are going to help you tell your story in a positive way. So I'm excited for you to check that out. Um, So before we get started, our K12 PR tip um, is on Instagram stories and realizing that you can save stories to highlights. So I'm not sure if you know that stories only live for 24 hours. Highlights can live for as long as you want. You can actually save stories to highlights Uh, so that it's on the top of your Instagram page. And you can have those for people to look at long after the 24 hours has passed. It's very easy. Um, if you have never saved your stories to a highlight, you can actually go into your archive and find your stories archive and assemble a highlight reel for your page. And you can uh, separate those. Um, You're going to see many examples on, uh, superiors page, Um, and they've got weekly polls, they've got a bracket challenge, they've got senior features, they've got new teachers, um, they've got homecoming, so many things that they share um, on stories and then they don't have to lose it. They can actually highlight it, um, for months and years. And and it might be time to clean up some of your old ones. That's what I just did on my page. You know, some of the things from way a long time ago that maybe we don't need on there anymore. um, but you can keep them for as long as you want. So that's my tip today. Now let's jump into our interview with Sarah Fuller. Hello, Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I am excited. Yeah, I'm so excited that you are here, of course, very familiar uh, with your school district, but why don't you share kind of your background and how you help with social media at your school?
1: Um, So I'm in a small rural school, and when I say small, I mean 400 students, K-12, and my background is I am the business teacher here, and so technology has always been a passion, and... um, I always feel like I have the students to do these real-world projects, so I like pulling them in and just volunteering them um, to help, but my main role at our school is um, as the business teacher and librarian.
0: Okay, business teacher and librarian. Yes. That's, a, that's an interesting combination. I don't think I've heard that combination before. Um, and so you are in a small rural school, and where exactly at? In Superior, Nebraska. Okay, awesome. So I don't know if I've interviewed anybody from Nebraska on the podcast. So maybe you're the first one. Um, so uh, Social School for EDU, we've actually been working with your school for a lot of years now, um, where we do the social media management for the school. You are like the key person inside that, that helps us as well. But can you just kind of explain when we do social media, what that looks like for you and your staff?
1: Absolutely. And so working with Social School for EDU, um, we just have a generic account,
0: email account
1: set up um, that they um, basically check. And we just have our staff send everything in into them for the most part. Um, it's pretty seamless. Um, and I work alongside with our account managers, Emily. So I just kind of work alongside. She'll ask me questions if she's not sure, just clarifying, is this okay to post um, and things like that. So
0: yeah. And you are the main contact. So that works out well. And Emily Peterson actually is my original, the OG for account managers. So um, she was a friend of of mine, uh, mine and my husband's. And Uh, was was brave enough to trust me um, when we uh, started branching out and doing more schools. Um, And so she's got a lot of experience, but um, we just love being able to celebrate the great things happening at your small school um, because we're able to reach a lot of people. Um, And so you have a very active social media presence, and I know that's in large part to your student contributor program, and that's what I kind of really wanted to focus on in today's episode um, because you've done such a great job fostering that. So um, c- tell me a little bit about your uh, how you involve students with the social media storytelling that you're doing. Right.
1: And so when we first started um, working with social schools for EDU, I knew it was awesome. I was excited about it. But there was no way that we could tell the story fully um, or capture everybody's interest if it was just us as staff members. So I had a couple of students who I felt were trustworthy and would really enjoy this as well. So just kind of put them in charge of brainstorming ideas, um, posting mainly just to stories or doing a few lives at some sporting events. Um, so that was kind of how we started and I just had two students and then I kind of just pick a few every year. Um, typically they're in a class of mine, just that way we can touch base, um, and kind of make a plan and see how are things going. And, um, this year I have the largest class I've ever had for kind of my digital media. Um, so we split into different sections just cause we have lots of things going on in our school. Um, but I kind of let the kids say who wants to be in charge of what? So I had students who were like, I, we want to be all about social media this year. Um, but still it's building those relationships and knowing that you can trust that, you know, they have our um, information to our school social media that I know that they're gonna use it in a manner that's appropriate um, to be doing that.
0: Yeah, so you guys don't have a designated communications person. Obviously we help with the social media aspect. I'm interested in your digital media class um, and that you have a big class um, and a big class for you is how many students?
1: Um, 13.
0: Okay. Instead of, you know, four or whatever, right? That it's probably an elective class. So in addition to the social media responsibilities, what are some other things that uh, some of those classmates are focusing on?
1: Um, They do a three days a week student news program that they film. um, And we put out on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. And then this year we got a huge new um, video board in our gym. Um, so I have a group of kids that's in charge of that. Um, so they all have those main focus areas, but like this past week with homecoming, they really came together to work on projects together to integrate in all of those areas. So that was really awesome to
0: see as well. Okay. Uh, and how long have you been having students help with social media? Do you remember what year you started?
1: Um, oh, it was Marty's first year. So four years ago maybe five okay yeah
0: I was thinking at least 18 but maybe it was 2017 so you've done it year over year I'm sure you've continued to refine your process how do you really train the students into you know what what's okay what do we expect Mm -hmm. from you How, how do you do that um
1: really we'll kind of look through past highlights that we've saved and say, this is kind of where we've been. This is the expectation. This is what our viewers are used to. Um, But I always kind of let them put their own spin on it as well. And I mean, I think being a small school, they know, obviously there's only two other students who are posting on this besides me. Um, So if something's not appropriate, it's going to be pretty easy to determine, well, who did that? So um, they pretty, they take it pretty seriously. And I think they enjoy getting to tell the story from the student's perspective as well.
0: Yeah. So what what are they actually able to post on? Do you kind of just steer them towards Instagram stories? Is that right? For
1: the most part, um, this past week, like I said, with homecoming, they really, the whole class went all out. Um, so they did some short IGTVs. Um, okay. But for the most part, they know stories. They don't have to ask. They don't have, they can just post. Um, they have done a few interviews with new teachers and new coaching staff which I've just allowed them to post those as well. Um, But usually those are long enough that they're going to IGTV.
0: Okay. So they don't have access to Facebook. They have access to uh, Instagram. Now, do your stories go on automatically onto your Facebook stories as well? Yes, they do. Okay, awesome. And you guys do, so what kind of features are you doing uh, on there? I know um, you've got a great... uh, library of seniors. So Mm -hmm. can kind of explain that and then maybe a few other um, ideas that that they do for stories. Yep.
1: Um, A senior focus always, I feel, is important um, just to highlight those students. So this year they have chosen to do just a really brief interview, kind of your name, what are your future plans, where do you plan to go, um, and just posting those throughout the year um and then other things that they're doing um just a weekly poll I said some interaction just because of algorithms I said even in stories if we never post anything people want to see or touch or do I said then it gets pushed back you know 50 in their story so nobody's seeing
0: it um so they do a
1: weekly poll of some sort um and then like.
0: can you explain like some examples that they've asked for that weekly poll just to give yep um
1: they've done things like what is your favorite french fry and giving them choices like arby's mcdonald's things like that usually they're just fun questions okay um principals month they did um a question with like what do we call our principal um because they i guess they have a nickname for him i didn't know about it but obviously the kids did so they just gave three choices um so just kind of something fun like that as well for a poll but usually they're just kind of lighthearted and um, go with the season or just random questions that we might talk about in class. It's usually very random, but try and get something um, that people will want to interact with.
0: And do you get pretty good participation?
1: Um, It just really varies. I think there was yeah. one question that I told them to do and they're like, oh, nobody will answer that. And I'm like, hmm, it got the most
0: interactions that we've had in a while. So. <laughs> Mrs. Fuller knows what she's talking yeah. about, right? That's funny. Um. Okay, we're going to make sure to link to all of the social media channels for Superior. Um, but specifically on Instagram, um, I'll link to the seniors and then the weekly poll. So they're usually adding those to the story. So um, all of you listening right now will be able to see exactly what they're doing. I love the senior feature because it's fifty. like, you know, stories are only 15 seconds. So they, I mean, yes, you can go longer, but really you're kind of encouraging them keep keep it short. And most seniors don't want to talk a lot anyways, right, Sarah? At least when it in class, maybe they want to talk a lot. On Instagram, they're just like the shorter, the better. So um, some of them know where they're going to go to school. Some of them don't. Maybe they know what, you know, they're going to go to work or the armed forces or whatever, but they're kind of sharing those plans. Um, And I'm sure that they prompt those people a little bit ahead of time, right? Yep, they do. And do they try to, they're trying to do about one senior every week. Is that kind of the goal?
1: Yeah, we have a smaller senior class. So we, we kind of looked and we said, as long as we got one a week, we would be done prior to graduation. So,
0: okay. And so some of you listening with, you know, 300 people in your senior class, maybe you can't do that. Um, but maybe you can feature some of your seniors and, uh, you know, it doesn't take long. Um, so I, I, I just love that. So Many of my listeners right now are probably super nervous, and I think you were probably nervous at first, too. So what what can you share to help urge people to try this? Um,
1: I say even if you start with one kid, one kid maybe that you know or, you know, a, a teaching friend would feel confident in, um, even that first year, um like I said, I had the students kind of think of some projects we did some like in the day of the life of and did like our first grade. So while it was my student contributors project, you know, they coordinated everything with the first grade teacher and took her an iPad and said, we'll come in and check with, check in with you at these specific times to upload things. Um, So just starting small. um, And then I always encourage my kids to follow other schools, social medias, um, or I'll, I'll share some um, that I think are, are good as well, but just Starting small is better than nothing because kids truly know where it's at and have more of those inside secrets and know what's going on than even me as a staff member who teaches with students every day.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, they just have a unique Um, experience of your school, right? And I think on Instagram, they're communicating to a lot of other students. So I'm sure that that has helped with uh, your following on that channel. Um, I like that first day, first grade, like day in the life. So that was the first grade, took a bunch of pictures or short videos, but didn't necessarily put them right into stories. Your crew your students ended up putting it into stories after the fact right yes okay yeah. or, or
1: during the day maybe during, yeah, during the day they had some check-in times um and we really that was one of our first years um so we really hyped that up and promoted it so that our first grade parents would be like waiting for it and going and checking um and I feel like that was actually one of our more successful things that we should probably visit again because the kids liked it the parents liked it it was it was fun
0: yeah i love that and especially now um i don't know you know what what school is like with all of our listeners but you know there's there's limited maybe people allowed in the building and so being able to share a day in the life especially when you think about those you know like kindergarten classroom right uh parents that are coming in are are like wondering what is a typical day in the kindergarten life and i know that i've heard in other areas um, middle school or high school, you know, students that are nervous about going into those grades, um, it might be uh, something great. And yes, stories only live for 24 hours. Um, but you can save them in highlights. And so that can be really powerful um, because I think that first grade uh, day in the life, I'm pretty sure it's still on your uh, highlights. I think it is. Yeah. So I'll, I'll make sure to link to that one specifically um, for everybody, but I love that. Um, Starting small is great. And then yes, follow other schools, social media for great um, ideas. uh, and, And you encouraging your students to do that is, is really helpful. Now, um you you haven't you don't do like Students takeovers and you know, have them just help out for one day. You kind of have them help out for the whole school year. Mm-hmm. I think there's an advantage to that because you can really train those folks in. Are, are some of them juniors, so they might end up helping you for two years, or is it usually always seniors? Or um, how does that
1: work? It really just depends. Like I said, this year with having that larger class, I let them pick and decide. And so, while that class is a mix of freshmen to seniors, it was a couple of seniors who kind of took that on. Okay. Um, but hopefully, you know, training a few younger ones as the year progresses or and winds down, so that maybe they'll return and want to do that next year.
0: Yeah. No, I have a question for you. With any of your past, you know, students, have any of them decided? Hey, I want to go into communications or marketing or any of those things.
1: Um, I know one is really big into graphic design, so enjoyed being able to do all of the the neat. Um, you know, things like that, yeah. Um, but not, not that I know of, but okay. I, think it's good. I think it's a good experience for them. I um, yeah. kind of put them on them to communicate, um, you know, like when they're doing the interviews that they're posting too, like, it's up to you to come up with the questions and communicate with adults as if you are, you are a professional. Um, so just some good job training, regardless of what they do in the end.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And just to let them know, Hey, this is out there and you can actually get paid for it. Like, you know, I've, I've, I've known a lot of kids that have gotten some experience and then all of a sudden they start doing it for local businesses or whatever. It's a real need. Um, so, so that's awesome. So overall, I mean, um, small district, I think when, um, Marty Kobza is your superintendent. Um, and we worked with him with his school in Wyoming. And then when he came on board, I think before him, you had a really, uh, a superintendent that was really active personally on social media. Um, and so you were active then too, and 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 active now. How do you think social media helps with the communication and the engagement in your school district?
1: Um, I think it really helps tell our story and those little things that like, you know my own my own children in elementary school don't come home and tell me that, but you know we'll see it on social media, or my husband will, and I think it really helps spark conversations because kids don't like to come home and communicate with us. Um, but through social media, we're able to see you know what are they doing um, and just things that are happening, and I think it's um, just a positive light for the most part. But definitely, we use it as a big communication tool with changes for sporting events. Um, We started doing weekly events on there so that just parents know. I mean, at a quick glance on Monday, they can see this is what's going on for the week. Um, But for us as a smaller district, it's a huge communication um, piece as well and not just always telling our our wonderful story.
0: Yeah. And I I just think, um, you know, from a small school standpoint, um, being able to show some of the opportunities that are available, because I think sometimes... People think small schools, small opportunities, um, but you, you can really elevate those stories and get them out to more people. And it's like, no, we've got a lot of great things um, that that we have to offer our students. Absolutely. And I know we've had a lot
1: of new staff um, lately just due to retirements. Um, and so when I do kind of a one-day training with them and we talk about social media, I always ask, you know, how many of you went and checked us out on social media before you even interviewed? Um, and most of them have, cause that's kind of where we are. So they kind of have a feel for the district, you know, before they're even walking into our building.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you got to have a website that has your main information, but if, if your future staff need to know what it's like, they're going to go to your social media pages. And right now, I think all schools are experiencing some shortages and, you know, uh, subs and, and all of these positions, um, you, to, to stay competitive, you really want to be out there. Um, so uh, pretty seamless process for your staff to be able to share stories. And do um, you think, you know, not everybody's going to be bought in, right? Maybe not everybody's going to be submitting things. Um, but do you feel like a- after all of these years that, that most of your staff is comfortable? Uh, Absolutely.
1: And I try and do um, just sharing or prompting like, hey, do you want to share this? Or even I'll walk down the hallway and get some things, um, you know, what's going on in the classroom. But overall, I think they've seen the impact that it has and how excited kids get. Oh, are you going to, you know, is that going to be on Facebook tonight? Um, So I think, you know, having the students buy in and they're like excited, like, yeah, take my picture. Yeah. You know, record me um, helps the staff want to try and capture some of those things as well.
0: Yeah. And do you have, do you know if you have very many students in your district that can't be photographed on social media?
1: Um, right now, this school year, we only have two. Okay. Um, so usually it usually it's a small number, so easy to communicate um, with those teachers and typically me so that I just make sure that we don't get them in there.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's kind of how we work with schools. Um, You know, Emily's not going to necessarily know all 400 students, but we always make sure staff has to realize which students can and can't be pictured and not send those in. Um, Sarah, so what would be your best social media tip?
1: Uh, My best social media tip, probably just don't be afraid to try something. Um, Like I know you posted about Reels and I'm like, I like watching Reels, you know, and I just was like, well, I'll try something. Um, so that's kind of the new in thing. So try it if it works great. If not, well, then I guess, you know, just move on, but just kind of keeping up with the trends too. Cause that's kind of how social media is, you know, there's always something new and hot, um, but being willing to give that a go and putting it out there.
0: Yeah. It's always scary until you try it and then you're like, Oh, this isn't that bad. Or, or like you said, it doesn't work. And then I'm going to go back to, you know, doing what I was doing. Um, You're also really active in our membership group, um, which for schools that don't have us manage, it's a, it's a different program for you. It's all included. Um, But can you just tell me how that, that, that online Facebook group and some of those trainings has fed into some of the ideas and, and things and helped you guys tell your story? Absolutely. Um, The
1: trainings are one of my favorite things, especially if I know I'm looking for some things, things are slowing down, um, just getting some ideas. Oftentimes, if there's a a document or something that I can share with those student contributors and say, hey, why don't you look over this? Tell me what you like. What should we try? Um, But just a huge help um, because you guys always bring in people who are in what we're doing. Like it's not some outside person who has no idea what school's like. um, So they know what it's like and trying to get that message out there. Um, and then just the Facebook group in general, um, it's always so helpful. Everybody's always, you know, you know, ideas for this, or this is happening to me. Is it happening to anybody else? Um, so just a huge, huge help, especially if you are like me and not that I'm in charge, but I'm a one woman show. Um, but then I have a whole group of other people who are doing the same thing that can just give me some input and, and advice.
0: Yeah. And and I like that you pointed out, and it's very true, the resources that we provide inside of that membership group can be used within your district. Like you can share those. So you're actually able to use maybe some elements of those trainings or those handouts, and you could actually use those with your students to help give them some ideas and guidance, right?
1: Absolutely. And yeah. oftentimes I, you're... Um... Zooms are during when I have that class. I'll be like, "You guys are working quietly. I'm learning. We're going to get some new ideas." Um, so I always do awesome. like that as well because then I can shout things out as as we're going along.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and you could take ideas and make them better and all of that. Um, but we are we are all better together. Um, well, thanks so much for sharing this. I think this is hopefully going to really inspire some folks to grab on, uh, you know, onto this idea. Um, if you are a school communicator and have a business teacher that has maybe a digital media class or something like that, it would be great to maybe reach out to them to see if they have some students that they think would like to help. Um, And then whether you can meet with them on a regular basis or whatever, um, so powerful, or maybe you are the business teacher and you're like, hey, I can do what Sarah has done too. Um, And it can lighten the load a little bit off of your shoulders um, and kind of, like you said, tell that complete story. Um, so I really appreciate your time today. If people want to stay connected to you, Sarah, what is the best way?
1: Um, the best way is probably, I mean, you could find me on social media, but I won't tell you all that, but just my school email, um, okay. s fuller at superiorwildcats.org.
0: Okay. I'm going to make sure to link that in the show notes, you guys. So um, if you want to reach out to Sarah and have some questions, um, please do that because she'd be happy to, to help. And then, like I said, I'll be linking all of their social media channels um, out there for you. Um, give it a try be like Sarah. Don't be afraid to try something new. Um, you, you might be pleasantly surprised and have a three, four, five plus year program grow, growing strong um, to, to help your school tell your story. So thanks so much for uh, joining us today, Sarah. Yes. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And thanks everybody for listening in. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you learned a lot from this episode of the Mastering Social Media for Schools podcast. Every week, I pick the brains of experts across the country to bring you the best tips and tricks to make your school social media shine. If you were inspired today, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And when you have a moment, please leave me a review. I just want to reach more social media rock stars like you and your reviews help. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. But before I sign off, I have one more message for you. Now, I know that you want to be a rock star social media manager for your school. And in order to do that, you actually need training and support. But I know budgets are tight that's why I've developed a free bi-weekly email newsletter that's packed with tips post ideas blog articles and more it's everything tailored just for you a social media manager for a k-12 school sign up at the link in the show notes of this episode and I can't wait to see your name on the list